to Biblical Talks Podcast with Michael Tolliver. This podcast is dedicated to biblical teaching and having worldview discussions from a biblical perspective. Here is today's podcast. Beloved, I want you to hear John MacArthur and Voldemort Barkham expose a man named Alfred Kinsley. And this man should have gone to prison for, for performing experiments on children. Which is why liberals think the way they do today regarding sexuality. Take a listen to what MacArthur and Barkham have to say about this man. And see why people think the way they do today, especially liberal people on sexuality. Take a listen to this. It was in the 40s and the 50s, Albert Kinsey came along and fabricated lies saying one out of 10 people in America were genetically homosexual. American Psychiatric Association declassified sodomy as a sickness. And now it's not only acceptable, but it's advocated. This is where we are, and this is on the brink of judgment. This is on the brink of judgment. You need to know the name Alfred Kinsey. Kinsey is viewed as a modern-day hero. Listen to this. The history of sex in America falls into two large, unequal, yet clearly defined periods. Scott McLemy wrote these words in a 1980 or 1997 rather article in Salon anticipating the 50th anniversary of the publication of Kinsey's premier work. He continues, the first era belonged to the Puritans, the Victorians. This epoch of libidinal prohibition lasted until January 4th, 1948. The following day, Professor Alfred C. Kinsey of Indiana published Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, whereupon, as the expression has it, the earth moved. He changed the world in 1948 with the publication of this book. It became the standard and it influences and impacts us to this very day. When you hear people talk about born this way, that's Kinsey's influence. That is a very modern, unique, avant-garde way of thinking about things. Because before Kinsey, before we all lost our ever-loving minds, everybody knew that children weren't sexual beings. So how can you have known that you were homosexual since you were a child, if as a child you were not a sexual being? The answer is, you couldn't. And yet, we still hear people say that, and we accept it. We accept the idea that all their life, they've had same-sex sexual attractions. Folks, that's Kinsey. By the way, there's a monument to this man at Indiana University. Listen to this. Michael Jones writes this about a moment in 1981 when Judith Reisman confronted 
this world. He writes, on July 23rd, 1981, Riesman delivered a paper entitled, The Scientist as a Contributing Agent to Child Sexual Abuse, a Preliminary uh, 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 Study, in which Riesman brought up for the first time in the 32 years since it had been published, the material on child sexuality in tables 30 through 34 of Kinsey's male volume, because he wrote another one, uh, a female volume, and wondered how this data could have been obtained without involvement in criminal activity. Before giving her report, Riesman had written to male volume co-author Paul Gebhardt to ask about the data in tables 30 through 34. Gebhardt wrote back saying that the data had been obtained from parents, school teachers, and some male homosexuals, including some of Kinsey's men, who had used manual and oral techniques to catalog the number of orgasms they said they could stimulate in infants and children. Tables 30 through 34 are on his research on pre-adolescent orgasm. And some of his subjects were as young as four months old. That's Alfred Kinsey, who abused somewhere between 350 and 2,000 infants and children for his research. His fraudulent research, by the way, that we now know was not only fraudulent research, but it was child abuse. Virtually the entire sex industry, sex research establishment worldwide was in the audience at the meeting in Jerusalem. But the reaction to the talk was silence, stunned or sullen or otherwise, until a Swedish reporter wondered out loud why the assembled experts had nothing to say. The reason they had nothing to say is because all of their work and all of their research was based on Kinsey's work and most of them were his protégés. So the modern landscape, in terms of what we think about sexuality, is rooted in the work of this man. So when you hear people talk about born this way, when you hear people talk about, you know, all my life, ever since I was a child, that's Kinsey. By the way, what are the implications of this? I'm glad you asked. People have been wondering out loud, why is it that they're trying to push sex ed further and further down the chain? Why is it that, you know, it's, it's not, not just, you know, older children, high school age children, children who've gone through, you know, puberty and adolescence. Why, why, why is it that we have to do this earlier? Why, why is it that we have to do this with elementary school children? Why is it so controversial when, when the governor of the great state of Florida says, not here. You need to understand that the reason that people argue for this and the reason that they get upset when people don't want to allow this to happen is because they have a Kinsian view of human sexuality and they believe that these babies are sexual creatures and that we need to acknowledge that and treat them as such. Another movement that is rooted in this is the movement that wants to lower or remove age of consent laws. 
Because, the reasoning goes, if children are sexual beings from birth, then it is oppressive not to allow them to express that with one another or intergenerationally. That's Alfred Kinsey. Not just a lie, but fraudulent, child-abusing research that should have had people put under the jail, not have monuments made to them. So my, my prayer for us is, number one, that we stand firm on the truth of God's Word because it's God's Word. Amen? And that, that, that's enough. Number two, that, that we don't fear those who mock us because of what we believe. Number three, that we don't buy the lie. Because here's the lie. The lie is that we are blind, gullible individuals who are swallowing hook, line, and sinker this mythology, but they are intelligent men and women whose views are based on real science. How are you going to mock me for following Jesus when you follow Kinsey? Don't be mad at me because I told you this stuff. Some of y'all were mad at me. Listen, if you're going to be mad at me, go ahead and be mad at me. But if you're mad, ask yourself this question. If you were offended because of stuff that I read about Kinsey, why aren't you offended? Because they're doing that to our kids in schools. Beloved, in Second Chronicles 15, we see that Israel culture deteriorated for many reasons. First, they had turned from seeking the one true God. Second, they no longer had teaching priests. In other words, without faithful pastors or faithful preachers who would teach spiritual truth, God's people became confused about the very nature of God. The pastors and the preachers were not doing an adequate job or they was doing an inadequate job of providing a divine viewpoint through which the people could interpret all of life and make decisions that will give God glory. Now, the third reason Israel culture failed was the law of God. Listen, when a culture has a false view of God, built on bad information from bad people like Africansley, God began to remove the restraint of his law, and evil grows unchecked. Even sinners who respect God somewhat wouldn't do certain things. But once God is removed from or is marginalized in a culture, then the standard for the society is gone, and I do mean gone. And God becomes that nation's worst enemy and nightmare. That is what happened in Israel, and that is what's happened today in America. Listen, when the root of God is missing, Chaos replaced community. You cannot have order and structure in society without God. Beloved, don't let these liberal people deceive you. Men become enslaved by the very freedom they seek. Listen to me. We have ungodly people in our culture 
who don't want any divine standard to which they must be held accountable. Even in the church, people don't want to be accountable. But when God leads a society, hope goes with him. As long as you and I have God, we have hope. He's the one thing you can count on. If God is still in the picture, as long as his kingdom and his will is still on the table, it's not over. Even if the circumstance collapse, God will keep the culture in place. As long as God is in front and center in a culture, life, family, or church, there's hope. But when he is removed, his favor, his protection, his power, his peace are removed too. May his mercy and grace be upon you and yours. Have a blessed day. for listening to Biblical Talks. This podcast is solely supported by listener donations. Please go to biblicaltalks.com to support this podcast and have a blessed day.